Square Ball Podcast. We are underway. Welcome to the show. Dan here with Michael and Moscow on a show that's brought to you in association with Levi Solicitors. If you had to pick any legal firm in the West Yorkshire area, but also who do work across the whole country, I think they're very good at wills, probate, and conveyancing. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff for you and your business. I mean, like property disputes, employment matters. If you had to think, just think of one legal firm, what's the first one that just pops into your head, Michael? Probably Bailey Peacock and Farrell. Right, yeah, yeah. All, he, did, all, he did commit a crime to football. All Levi against... solicitors. Yeah, Bailey Peacock and Farrell did commit a crime against football, didn't he, this week? You yeah. added it to your compilation, Moscow? I mean, it's too long. <laughs> <laughs> there's, uh, there's feature films with shorter running lengths. Uh, yes, 10% discount on your legal fees. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Uh, new issue of the mag is coming out as well at the weekend. We've got bits on peacocks, strikers who wear seven. Tell me about Cougars, Moscow. I bet you're into Cougars. Rob's written about the Cougars. Leeds Cougars who were, I mean, the 49ers have pitched up. That's the second time I've tried to make you joke about the Cougars and the second time you have just ignored it. Being all about... Um, Third time. Bringing American football... To Leeds, there was a little mention of them um, because the Leeds Cougars were the uh, gridiron team of Leeds in the late 80s, early 90s. Once told to uh, get the fuck off the pitch at Elland Road by one Vinnie Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't even playing at that time. They were just having a, what did they do? They kick it. Sometimes, no, I think they were throwing it. They were either throwing the ball a long way or kicking it a long way. One of the two. Before a game, and then when the players were going to warm up, Vinnie Jones invited them to leave the pitch mm-hmm. with uh, a degree of haste. But yeah, there were um, Rob has written about them and spoken to um, so the former the former coach who uh, comes from the same sort of part of Wisconsin as a certain Jesse Marsh, but it seems like a much nicer guy. And some of the former players and about um, how... Who's your favourite former Cougars player? It seems like the whole story with... Uh, <laughs> it's not biting to Leeds like. Cougars is like any sports team in Leeds that they, they could have and should have and maybe would have done a lot better than they did if only uh, maybe they weren't from Leeds. Right. That would have helped. So yeah. it's a really good read. And so are we, are we, beautiful are we, are we the bad, Are we the baddies? Is that what we're getting Just at? the city in general that starts to make things difficult for people. <laughs> um, beautiful artwork as well by Joe Gamble, who's been doing great stuff for the magazine for years. And so, you know, just read all that. It'll be good. On sale at Ellen Road against Watford. You can buy it at thesquareball.net as well. You can buy it from me. Are you, are you selling it? I'll be there. Personally? In the, by the tunnel. Good lad. Come and get it. Card as well as cash. Yeah. And we sight down the east side of the stadium, don't we? So it's like from the statue, east and Lowfields gates, all that kind of jazz, you know? Yeah, the west hand side is just complicated. You have your flag hanging out the the right side of the back of your jeans, don't you, yeah. to represent the east side? Mm-hmm. That's, that, <laughs> that is true. That is, that is true. the most gangster of the three of come, us, some, Come see me for some, some hand signals. Um, and if you're a TSB Plus member as well, you can read the digital version of that and all the uh, the articles that are in the mag online as part of your subscription, thesquareball.net forward slash plus for that. Let's get into it. The hot chat then um, off the back of the international break and off the back of the game against Hull. Uh, we're going to be recording with Phil after this, so we'll do more of a debrief with um, Phil on that. So off the back of the match ball, what are your thoughts quickly, Moscow, on that nil-nil? Should have won. Yep. Could have won. Um, Red card? No. That referee's a joke. Um, Steve Martin, well, he was a comedian. Hey. Yeah, I didn't find it very funny. Didn't do any, uh, yeah, didn't think much of his patter. But what did um, you think of his muscles? Yeah, he's quite strong, wasn't he? It was quite, I think the thing that stood out to me most about um, Joe Roden versus Aaron Connolly was it was almost like the Battle of the Doppelgangers. And I think that might have been why there was so much enmity between them, the sleeve tattoos and the kind of the, the highlighted hair. 
I think they, they took against each other on site, mm. and so there was always going to be some kind of trouble. And um, yeah, Rodon was tempted in by his mirror. Did you enjoy uh, Adama Traore's miss? Yeah, it's great. A lot better than it going in. And um, yeah, and all his fault. The thing, the comparison with obviously Jorginho, Ruter did a big old miss as well. But I sort of think that the goalkeeper did really well on that one. That mm. was a really good save. Because Rutter's done everything right where he's kind of opened his body out, given him the eyes and sort of disguised where he's going to put it. But the goalkeeper just, he got it, didn't he? And so realised if he stuck a foot out that way, he'd do it. So a bit annoying that that didn't go in. But then Traore, all he really had to do was tap it in. Mm-hmm. It was, yes. He, um, he kicked it too hard. He may have been... Has he been listening too much to you? He may have been listening his... too much to me. Yeah. Sometimes when there's, no, when there's no goalkeeper and there's just no need to kick it hard. Yeah. Just did absolutely just it. smack it off the post when a tap would have just sent it rolling in. A little side foot is all that needed. It's one of those things, maybe I guess as a striker, you might find yourself thinking about the next move. Where shall I go and celebrate this one when it goes in? <laughs> Too long to think about it. And then you uh, you F it up. Um, we got a bit of feedback actually from members just very quickly. Um, TSB Plus members leave us feedback on the, the various games. Um, and I think Paul the White Goth just summed it up quite well. How did we not win with all our chances? And how did we not lose with Hull's open net chance? Indeed. Did, was there much praise for the um, Hull City commentary? Yes. Yeah, yeah, overwhelming. We were flooded. <laughs> I was not caught, maybe you discussed that on the match ball last night. I've not had a chance to catch up on that yet last night, uh, yet since we did a talk, few yeah. hours. Yeah, he was funny, wasn't he? I thought it was good when he was quiet. Described his wedge as an absolute abomination of a commentator. Messellier? Mm. Well, he kept... Messella? It was he had um, it, it, it was like Priscilla at one point, yeah, Masilla. and then it was like Cassia at certain points. And Stru- Strooch and Genonto, Genonto, yeah, Genonto. He was trouble. He was something. There was a lot of streak. Um, I think mm. the Strooch. second. Well, he changed it at Does one he? point. It started off Screech, and then after Saved a while, by the went, bell. he went more of a streak thing. Yeah, so that added a, an extra element. I quite liked it when he just went quiet. Mm. Mm. I don't think that was necessarily deliberate. Although I did say to you, didn't I, at the time? Like I had visions of somebody. Like at I follow headquarters going, do you know what? He's not having a good day. Let's just turn him off. He'll never know. And just put it down to gremlins in the system. And gremlins in the stadium, eh? Because of whole fans. Yes. Yeah. Tigers. Tigers. Yeah. <laughs> Tiger, I'd like to be known. Tiger mutants from Humberside. Anyway, so just wrapping up the news here on the weekly show from the last week. And away from the immediate football action, we've got Jed Spence damaging his knee. Have we got some We've got some medical breakdown on this? A very exciting uh, update from you, I presume, Michael. Obviously, Furpo's still out, injuries-wise. Bamford back in training, under-21s, uh, one, uh, 17s. Do we have 17s? I thought we had under-18s. We do now. Oh. They're a special, special group. And uh, the women were back to winning ways as well, or continuing winning ways, sorry, um, with a late goal from Jess Russo, which puts them joint top, which we've said before in that division, is well hard because there's only 12 teams in it, one promotion place. And it feels like a monumental slog to try and get out of that that sort of level and start climbing the pyramid again. I feel like you've done all the news then, really quickly. Well, look, we can, what we can do about it, do is talk about the things that I've just highlighted there in okay. a little bit more depth, if you want. So that's it was, it was like a it was like a horse racing commentator just rattling through it, <laughs> <laughs> and it's over. I, well, I think I've come back to me, I suppose, now for the medical stuff about Jed Spence. Yeah, yeah. He's so. damaged his lateral collateral ligament, which is lateral collateral. It's lateral and collateral, right? Um, it's on the. Does he think he's Doctor Zeus, or is that who's treating him? <laughs> well, it's on the it's on the outer side of uh, of his knee. It runs from the top, sort of the top part of the fibula 
um, which is the bone of the outside of the lower leg to so the outside part of the lower thigh bone. And it, it just where did you get? Keep, where did you copy this from? Just helps to keep the outside of your knee joint stable, right? And that's what he's damaged. You see, mm-hmm. how did he damage it? Um, collaterally. Why did he damage? Is it, it? collateral damage? It was. It was. Um, and let's say it was Luke Ailing or Jamie Shackleton. Mm. In the we were oh Sam Byram. Awesome, we, were, we were mentioning things that are in the new magazine. Uh, Gatano Brady is obviously our new columnist, and he does talk about in the new issue um, how Luke Ayling might deal with Jed Spence. He didn't recommend nailing him in training. He said he was more like Luke is a is a mature player who will understand the situation that you know people take people's places and will. But at the moment, Brady's assessment was Luke deserves to have the. The Shirks, he's a very good footballer. He says he's a great guy and he, he won't cause any problems. And now you're saying... No, I'm saying he's, he's going around to decking people. And if it's not him, it's Sam Byram. Can't really imagine. Like, it would be a bit of... Um, if Byram was to, like, try and take out one of his teammates in training, it's a big risk given his the mm. state of his legs. You you wouldn't chance it. Mm. I I always picture Sam Byram, because Farker was saying that he's not quite ready to play full 90 minutes, so he's on sort of easing him into it. He sort of trains in a, like, a cotton wool bodysuit. Mm-hmm. In an oxygen tank, presumably. And let's face it, the person most likely to have injured him is probably Liam Cooper. Just thought he was good last night. Just, just because of his slightly cha- his chaotic ways. Yeah, he was great. He was funny last night. It was, um, he looked like somebody had like thrown a surprise exam at him. <laughs> like he just turned up at school in the morning and it's like, what? Oh, what are we doing today? It's that test that we we told you about. Mm. Test? What test? <laughs> he clearly he just forgotten how to do it, hadn't he? The tackle at the end was great. The tackle at the end was brilliant, and that's all it was. You think just a bit of was it as good as his tackle? His, his attempted tackle with his head on the floor. That I always get flashbacks to the game under Thomas Christensen at Cardiff when he, after which he blamed everything on well, matches Click never played for us again. Almost when it was like it's a similar. He always seems to something about Liam Cooper near a wing just sends him absolutely insane, and always has like as because when it was. That mistake or that card, that red card at Cardiff, was just being drawn out into a fullback position and just deciding to kick the player in the chest. It was like, I don't know what to do here. I'm just going to kick his head off. And then this time he was like trying to have his own head kicked off or attempt a diving header while already on the ground from a distance of about 10 feet. So he needs to just stay. Well, I suppose he got quite close to Melier and almost put the ball in there, tried to let the ball roll in the back of the net. Maybe just. I don't know. He'll get the hang of it again. It's fine. Billy, let's hope so. Um, Michael, mm-hmm. question for you. Of all the knee ligaments, what's your favourite? Oh, it's got to be the anterior anterior cruciate. Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just the best one, isn't it? Why? Why? Well, because you're going to be want to be anterior rather than posterior, aren't you? Yeah, that's, that sounds like front rather than back. Exactly. And cruciate sounds like crucial, doesn't it? Which sounds quite important. The ACL is the one that possibly was the difference between England winning and not winning the Women's World Cup mm. because all every, like every player just snapped their ACL and every time they did it it looked quite painful so I'm intrigued in you favouring thanks Pfizer the one mm. the one you never hear about is the medial collateral ligament do you? I'd never heard of the lateral collateral no I have to but say that does sound like a made up thing but I did like the way it flowed as, as a yeah as yeah. a phrase it's very nice isn't it um, what's Furpo injured with still? does anyone remember? No, no, I don't, I don't know if they do. Because I've written that he's injured. It's like I don't, I don't know if Parker of... said he was still injured, but mm. I sort of thought, what's he injured with? The, we don't know. The, it's just the passing of time, isn't it? You kind of forget. It's like, you know, like the stories have not been passed down the generations. He did the thing in pre-season that he did last pre-season and probably the pre-season before of turning up to the first friendly 
looking decent and then not appearing for the next one with something. At least with Pat Bamford, we saw him pull his hamstring while getting kicked in the head. So we kind of know what the deal was there. There's evidence. Yeah, Furpo, never really mm. sure. I'm sure it was mentioned at some point that it might have been a knee thing or I don't know, but he just seems uh, fairly broken. But what was um, what's all the, the belief that Farkas says he can be the best fullback in the championship? Mm. Which is probably what Barcelona was saying when they bought him back in the day. <laughs> yeah, we need to farm him out of the championship. But everybody had, everybody was predicting that sort of level of success for him from a very early age. Um, but maybe we'll I mean, if, get to see that at some point. If he isn't one of the best left-backs in the championship, questions, I mean, bigger questions need to be asked. If he cannot perform at this level. What, what question would you ask? Why? That's the, in big capital letters, though. Which, in, a, in a really big font. It's the question you would ask is which one of you League One clubs would like to give him a go next? Mm. And then we just kind of go down until we find... Well, I don't know, he could come back and tear it all up, couldn't he? It's not, I mean, it's not that difficult a division, is it? I know we're, we're not top of it yet. And yeah, Bamford back in training, as mentioned before, which is good news because obviously we saw Joel Pirro finished last night at Hull. Yeah, just he's gone, contributed he? nothing. No, it's, you know, off the back of the goals at Millwall, it's... It's a shame to see his career going this way, but what can you do? You want a one in two striker, but it doesn't mean only turn up one in two. Right. For Christ's sake! But at least trying these, at least trying some games. They have scored three and four. All right, fine. Keep so doing far. that for the rest of the season, I suppose. I did. I, did, I ended up doing the maths on that for some reason because yeah, I saw the criticism he was getting, and um, yeah, he didn't really do much. But yeah, if he does keep up three and four, then he'll get another um, twenty-nine goals, which would probably be okay. Mm. And if he keeps scoring in just in every other game, then I didn't do that. But that's like another 22. Mm. So either of those would be fine. Is he, I don't know. Just going back to the mag, is he the first striker we've had at seven since Kamar Roof? Because we had Pervader with the seven shirt for a bit, didn't we? Which always felt wrong to me. Possibly. In fact, yeah, I think so. Because, yeah, I've done a five players who wore number seven, which is not exhaustive. Strikers who wore seven. Because it's, it's not a real centre-forward number. Is it? And I found like my favourite thing in it possibly is Cantona um, doesn't feature, by the way. No, I couldn't fit them all in because I was only doing five, and he he didn't do out for us, really, did he? And then retired in November 1992. Um, Robbie Keane predictably told Spurs fans he said Spurs that he wore seven because he was a now was it seven or ten? No, he loved ten because he grew up idolising. Roberto Baggio and Glenn Hoddle from memory. And then when he got to Liverpool and put seven on, he's like, oh yeah, because I love, um, I used to wear 10 because I love John Barnes and now I'm going to wear seven because I love Kenny Dalglish. So it was all very kind of, there's, there's basically not a number he didn't love. And there was even, because he wore eight briefly at Wolves, he was like, oh yeah, I love growing up wearing eight, all my dreams. It's like, <laughs> my boyhood Robbie. Club. It's fine. Just, just stick, pick a story and stick to it. Yeah, just say you like the number. It's And you can like more than one number. It's okay, but it's, um, yeah. What's your favourite number, Michael? Um, Eight. Why? I don't know. Ros Lucky, Wallace... Lucky in the Far East is eight, isn't it? Is it? Oh, yeah, it's of course it's all eight, eight, eight and all that. Um, I think Rod Wallace was probably my first favourite Leeds player, so it always kind of stuck with me from that. Mm-hmm. Maybe that. I, don't know. I prefer even numbers to it. It's nice. It's a nice shape. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Um, you do mention Tommy Wright as well for older fans who remember the 1980s who ended up as Barnsley coach and also right. both getting, getting just, uh, you could just say fans who remember the 1980s there's and, no uh, reason to upset anybody and got convicted of, uh, of taking bribes 
Yeah, it's which funny, is it's unfortunate. It was part of the same, uh, and it gets forgotten a little bit, or I had forgotten, generalised, but the um, the investigation that uh, ended up with Tommy Wright being uh, convicted of taking bribes to do favours for agents was also the one Cellino was involved because he was trying to, he was offering uh, like part ownership of players to agents and then Leeds would sign them and then they would get cuts of transfer Is that not illegal under FIFA rules? Yeah, it was a pretty bad thing to do. And it was the same investigation that also got Sam Allardyce. Or maybe UEFA rules, either way. Um, Jimmy Hasselbank was also uh, involved in this. So it's kind of, it was very, very Leeds apart from Sam Allardyce as England manager. It was the whole pint of wine investigation. Thankfully he's never going to manage us. Well, it must have been, I think, looking back, it was written from that moment that he one day would, as soon as, to complete the set, he had to do it at some point. So at least... That element of the universe's sort of trajectory from beginning to end has been satisfied. Yeah, We're I was going to say a little like, bit closer to a resolution. They'll start reporting on it as um, it'll be former England and Leeds United manager uh, Sam Allardyce when they're talking about it in future because that's the way it goes. Well, he basically is now, isn't he? Because every podcast appearance he keeps doing tends to be him going, still talking about what happened at Leeds last season and how we're doing this season and. Would it have been better, Moscow, in your opinion, to have gone down with no manager in the last four games? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Just to... It'd um, been cheaper. Yeah. Yes, it would. Mm -hmm. Could have given me half a million quid and I'd have done it. We had enough... I'd have taken us down. I just want to stress. Oh, oh, God, yeah, but you'd have had a lovely life. You'd have had a nice house now, wouldn't you? Yeah. Just half a million quid. Just pay off my mortgage. Yeah. yeah. Looking back... Gone holiday. It's a bit of a tangent, but what would have been the downside of just giving it Stuart Dallas till the end of the season? I know he's not a UEFA licensed coach... But maybe him and was there anyone out? Scoobs. For sure was Give it yeah, back to Scoobs. Back to Scoobs probably would have worked because we liked Scoobs and it was really just panicking about the Everton game that, that cost him. Um could Scoobs have kept us up if we just stuck with him instead of going for Gracia? We'd have gone down. I think we were fated to go down a long, long time. I think we were fated to go down the previous summer. But in that instance, I I would have more faith in Stuart Dallas and Scabala putting out a better team against Spurs than Sam Allardyce did for what's a quarter of 500 grand four games for £125,000 in a game we had to win to pick fucking 20 defenders that's an absolutely monster wage isn't it it's 125 grand a week that's it's decent that's with, crazy, a, with a potential bonus as well yeah. which obviously was absolutely nowhere near being achieved enjoy, to, enjoy the, your money it's the one upside of Pat Bamford missing that chance against Leicester is that um, Sam Allardyce will forever be like, that was the difference for him between two and a half million quid, mm. was Bamford putting that in. That's, that's actually circled us back oh, to no, how we got going to this point on strikers, wasn't I it? I was Bamford? wrong, sorry. Leicester was, Leicester was what got Sam Allardyce the job, because that basically led to Grathia getting sacked out of my time frame. It's the penalty miss against Newcastle that I'm, I'm right. thinking of, that that's the moment that Sam Allardyce will always look back and go, that boy... Is now miraculously uh, getting fit again. Now we've got a striker who scores goals. Let's talk about the 21s. They won 3-2 against Colchester in the Premier League Cup. Now, call me silly. We're not in the Premier League. I don't think Colchester are in the Premier League. Why are we entering the Premier League Cup? The under-21s level, the Premier League is now one big thing, isn't it? And then I think other people play in it. I'll, see, I'll have a look. I'll have a look properly. It's like, a, it's like a wild card places, invitationals, that kind of thing. It was a wild game. Against mm. Colchester, I'll tell you that much. It did look like it as well. Four goals in the first 13 minutes. You don't see that very often. Mm. Um, and we won anyway. McGurk scored again. We brought on the experience of McGurk and Charlie Allen at half time. Calm things down. Get us a winner. 
And uh, probably you need to maybe think about what you're going to do once people are describing you as an experienced under-21 player. Although, actually, it didn't do Milner any harm. Didn't he play in the under-21s? He was about 26. For England, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was playing in the Premier League at 16. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was great. So he'd, he'd been playing for... So it was more like he was 22, but he had the... Uh, so he was still eligible, but he had the record for under-21s appearances. Mm. And then it also... He, didn't he, he won Young Player of the Year in like his sixth season of Premier League football. What a great guy. Talking of under-17s, we can nearly segue into that, uh, which, again, doesn't have a league because there's an under-18s league, is that correct? But there is an under-17s cup. Make your minds up. We're good at I think we should keep playing this one anyway because we're good at it. Are we going to chuck... We talked before about putting Eddie in charge and playing the kids. Should we play these kids? Play these kids, of course. Because they, have... they beat Sunderland 9-1. And it means you can have... Another Gray in the team. Harry Gray mm-hmm. scored twice in, this, in that game. Yeah, For his, I think it was his debut at that level as well. Came off the bench, scored twice apparently. And you could have Piri and Piro as your strike force. And it's be great. Uh, will we be putting Jason Blunt in charge? Is he in charge of... Who is it at this? It's one of the kind of mm. mid-90s. It's not Paul Shepard. No, it's not Paul no, Shepard. No, it's not, is it? No. Um, no. He's tending to his flock in a different manner. Because mm. um, Jason Blunt at one point was at mouse hole with all the David Haig connections and the Leeds connections he was there for a bit but I can't remember if he's come back and is involved in our youth teams and I can tell Michael is googling it I'm googling it (laughs) Um, Leeds Academy managers Uh, is it Jason Blunt I'm sure he's left doesn't he (sighs) if only I I mean I had the answer but I'm just not telling you I'm just making you work for it tell us I don't know (laughs) do I (laughs) What I will say is Lewis Piri is the one that came in from... Uh, he's the child we trafficked from Aberdeen, isn't he, over, mm. the, over the summer. And uh, he's got a hat-trick and he's supposed to be dead good because he's, he's got absolutely loads of goals north of the border in the Granite City. The first team, unfortunately, is going probably too well to get Eddie Gray in and play the kids. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking of Scott Gardner, who never... I don't. Did, was he a... Yes, he, yeah, he was. He was from, a youth From player. Benelux, no less. Yes, indeed. Yeah, it's all coming back to me now. Yeah, and he's much younger than uh, Jason Blunt. One appearance for Leeds, more than we've ever done. Do you, um, do you remember the game? Little, oh, little Scott Gardner quiz? I'm going to say it's like Blackwell era, or Wise maybe, that sort of time. Scott Gardner? Yeah. He's played? Yeah. No, he hasn't. Yeah, That's made up. No, I do remember. He, he played, I'm sure he played in like a cup game and actually looked all right. And, pe- and people were like, oh, we should, get, we should give him a chance. All right. Because he was a right back, and we probably had Armando Sarr or someone playing there. League, I'm going to say a League Cup game against Accrington Stanley. Um, it's the sort of the northwest, but you're too far up of it. Uh, crew, right? Yeah, near there. Nantwich, think uh, Joy Division. Think Carlton Palmer. Stockport, no. Think Robbie Savage. I'm sure they're all in charge of this place now, aren't they? Macclesfield. Yes, there we go. Oh, hasn't Max, hasn't yeah. Robbie Savage bought it? Yeah, I think he might have done. What did that I'm sound sure like when, when, he, when, he made, when he did the negotiations? <laughs> Thanks. Carlton Palmer might have been a red herring, I'm sorry. I think we've peaked. Just tell us what the game was. Macclesfield, was it? Uh, yeah, it was uh, 14th of August 2007, so the end of quite a stressful, still in the middle of quite a stressful summer. A 1-0 win over Macclesfield Town in the League Cup, and whatever people were saying about him looking decent, a few months later we went on loan to Farsley Celtic. I suppose there wasn't such a big gap between us and Farsley Celtic at that point. And then he played 
he played in the 2-1 win over Gillingham in May. So he played in the league as well. So he played twice. Wikipedia's a mess, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we should start our own. We should start our own. Leedsopedia. Yeah. So that's good. So, so he's... I mean, we don't even know if he was involved in that 9-1 game. He's oh. the under-18s manager. He could have been someone else. And there is another one. Well, an under-18s coach called Rob Etherington. I don't know anything about him. He sounds like a rugby league player. Michael, you've got a quiz for us. Just what we're doing quizzes. There's a quiz on the members show this week. What's it about? Watford managers. Oh, why? Because playing Watford, aren't we? Fantastic. What a good reason. There you go. And they're probably on the verge of sacking one. I have no idea. Do you know who the manager is? It's Javi Gracia. No. Ah, Watford's manager. Now. Now. I do know. I it's Valor and his, his meal, isn't it? It yeah. is. For yeah. now. For now. Is what you should say. Not now. Yes. Now. Well, if you want the Watford preview as well, we'll be doing that with Phil on the show that's coming on Friday as well. So um, looking forward to that. Another clean sheet and another three points for Leeds. Well, hello there. The court is now in session. The TSB jury has been assembled. Dan Michael and, and Moscow, or my lords, as I may yet refer to you in this. I've got my gavel in hand. Are we your lords or aren't you our lord? Going to come to it all that in a minute. I've got my gavel. If you're on the video version, by the way, which is on YouTube, you can see these props. I'm wearing my robes that Gillian, who's one of our TSB Plus members, made, handmade for me. Gillian, um, should say for anybody who missed the story first time around, used to manufacture kits somewhere and uh, was responsible for manufacturing Manchester United kits. So wrote, was it the, the word shit? I think it was scum. Scum. I think she wrote inside the... Um... Scum, yeah. Inside the collar and then sewed it in so you never, you'd never see it. But she knew. She knew, which was brilliant. So, Gillian, thank you for my robes, which are, which are good. There is a, a black murder headcloth which has been supplied. So if we want to convict anybody of, of murder, which feels a bit extreme for a, a whimsical feature on a on a podcast, but it is there, it does exist as an, as an option. And we'll get to all that. So I mentioned before that Tom had sent in an extensive legal document which laid out exactly how the court functions and it is genuinely too long to go into, but we can refer to it over the coming weeks, Little pick little snippets out of it, maybe when we need to just sort of correct things and get the procedure all right. Just to quote a little bit, I mean, I've just picked a bit at random here. Who's in charge? The master of the roles is the presiding judge during court sessions and is identified by holding a gavel. This role can switch between sessions, but is primarily held by Lord Dan Moylan. So, is that all right with everyone? Isn't there already a Lord Dan Moylan? Yeah, isn't he a, and he's a complete bell end. Yeah. yeah. Proper Tory you, arsehole. You've always tried to maintain a, a distance but, from him, but, but now it seems that you want to morph and like actively willing to be mistaken but for But I can, I can maybe rebalance the universe by being a good lord. So people say, oh, good lord, when they see me. No? Mm. Anyway, um, just dipping a bit out of Tom's sort of document constitution, the terms to be used are at the discretion of the court and, uh, and this section, section 2.4, which is the document, can be mm. disregarded if the master of the roles deems fit. So you don't have to call me I and mean, the suggested terms are my lord, my lords, uh, even when there's a non-male member of the court present, my lady, generalissimo, Lord Chief Justice, Lady Chief Justice, and Master of the Rolls. Uh, mixture's acceptable. Or you can just disregard them all together. I think it's at my discretion. We just say that prick Dan Moylan. If you want to, that's fine. I don't mind. And, but people don't, won't know which one you're referring to. Well, exactly. So it's oh, okay. kind of, you, you can, I suppose, you have the right to say you're not that prick Dan Moylan, you're this prick Dan Moylan. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm, just, just, I'm just happy to be talked about. Just happy for the attention, that's all that matters. So... Uh, how does it function? Well, the court operates in a chaotic, whimsical manner. It broadcasts its sessions for public entertainment. Bit of a stretch. And uh, members can interrupt each other, even use name-calling, which, which is what we were getting at before. It's not bound by traditional legal frameworks and often leans towards favouring Leeds United Football Club. Mm -hmm. uh, how are decisions made? Well, decisions don't have to be reasoned or documented. There's a focus on who shouts the loudest 
and majority verdicts aren't necessarily final. The court always has an odd number of judges to ensure a majority can be reached, but this isn't strictly binding. Did that get copy and pasted by accident from the uh, Arsenal fans TV? Was that Who shouts the loudest? Yeah. Yeah. And, and cheap, ever, cheap um, Aldi drinks are also recommended to the court. Wouldn't really feel right just shouting over Michael. <laughs> Try it. Anyway. Put, say say something about stuff. Let's talk a bit more about sure. the car Okay. No, I don't like that. First, we need to do the Ken Bates Villain of the Week Award. Order, order, order in the court. Uh, you shut up, prick. Well, what you told us that we're supposed to be... Ins- Pr- prick Lord. Insulting... And and shout anyway, over one, each one other of you put forward with a, name calling. One of you put forward a candidate for the villain of the week. Rowett. Go on. Statement to the court, please. Step, step up to the legal hockey as we deemed it. It was named, wasn't it? Okay. Mainly because every time it showed him, he was in the fourth official's ear, which annoyed me. And then further evidence, career white Josh has said that for saying that he was in a similar situation to Farker when he took the Stoke job, and then he's reminded us that he was gobbing off at the time until Bielsa put it back in his box. The slug. Just look, that's a good insult. Which is good to have, have in there as well. But yeah, the the clip of it was Calvin Phillips, wasn't it? All innocent and giggling, and Gary yeah. Rowan. I don't know, he's in the bookmakers' odds. Yeah, oh, fuck off. So, so remember, the court has the right to um, award one villain of the week award. We've got petty grievances that we can assign mm-hmm. as well, and take cheap shots as well. Which the slug is a, a cheap shot, but it feels like a strong persuasive argument to me. Moscow, would you like to put forward an argument for somebody who you think should be villain of the week? Counter, make it raise an objection to Michael. Lord Normanton um, I object you prick you're wrong about that and mo- like you're just terrible yeah, yeah but what about <laughs> your mum what about your mum <laughs> she thinks the same uh, Ryan Leonard because and I've got to I've now got to check something because uh, it's only just popped into my mind that this was bothering me last night but he didn't understand the rules of football didn't respect the bodily autonomy of Wilf Nyonto in particular seemed to think it was all right to just batter him all the time. Oh no, and it wasn't the whole game last night. I think it was playing for Blackburn. You know, they kept putting the um, the scores up. Somebody fo- scored for Blackburn called Leonard. And I'd never seen, like, I don't think there's even one Chapman in the championship. No, there's no Chapman in football history. There's... um. I don't know if any Moylan's in the championship or if there's, there's, there might be a Normanton playing for in the yeah. reserves or something. So how the hell are there two Leonards? That's, it's a good question. That's and also, he should many. be, play, either, well, both of them presumably should be playing for Bournemouth because they've got two first names. Yeah, that's true. Leonard, if Leonard Ryan came on at left-back for Bournemouth, you'd go, cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't know the first name of the Blackburn player, do we? But we can find out. But it'll be a first name. And what do you? What's your prediction? Oh, Casey. Casey Leonard. Casey Leonard. It's good, actually. It's fully so- interchangeable. Casey Leonard solves crimes. Oh, this is the... It's this teenage striker who he was... Uh, he, made, he missed an absolute... He scored and then missed a sitter in their first game of the season. Harry. Harry Leonard. Yeah, it works. Two first names. Yeah, exactly. And then probably... Is he Ryan Leonard's son? Don't know. Seems unlikely. Do you want to know what his middle name is? <laughs> Dave. Paul. Right. Harry Paul Leonard. It's all quite... Yeah, it it would all three, be. He's got three first names. It okay. would be improved massively. Oh, and his mum has written his Wikipedia page. Leonard is a marksman <laughs> with an impressive eye for goal. Say a Marxist. It's supposed to be sort of unbiased, isn't it? Wikipedia just blank facts. Uh, with yes, he's got an impressive eye for goal with intricate movement and hold up play. He's excellent at holding possession and playing with his back towards the goal. He does a lot of unselfish work and is technically efficient. 
Right, I'm just going to bring the court to order with me gavel, but obviously mm. it doesn't exist in British law, but we knew that. But so I think is... we're nominating Harry Leonard's mum for yeah. writing his Wikipedia I was just going to say that there is a witness statement and has been provided to the court by another Dan who does nominate and backs up Leonard as the uh, potential villain of the week. Terrible human being, should be serving a prison sentence for continued attempted bodily harm. And then in brackets adds, Petty Grievance, Longman, needs to be taller for that name. Mm. Which I think is a good one. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Ryan Leonard's middle name is Ian. Oh, good. So there he is. I was just checking it was the right one because he was in a Plymouth kit. He had no South End kit, in fact. When did South End wear? Anyway. Right. Um, some other candidates then before we uh, take a decision on whether it should be Rowett or, or Ryan. Or oh, Steve Martin. Right. The referee from last night. But you loved his rippling muscles, didn't you? Yeah, but he's he's also a leads-hating bastard. So. Is he? Because he was giving us everything before that red card. It was just that, that first yellow was a silly. He just let himself down the first yellow. I don't think yellow. he was giving us everything. He was just not giving them free kicks for falling over. Right. I, which I think were correct. I didn't feel like I was being given everything by Steve Martin. No. I was getting nothing from him. He gives it everything on the bench press. Right. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. The bouncy boy at Millwall, a few people mentioned him. As he, mis- he can't be a villain. Well, I was going to say, he was great. misbehaving when bathing has provided a witness statement saying, not so much villain, but knobhead. I mean, he was that much of a knobhead that even other Millwall fans were pissing themselves laughing at him. So, you've got to allow it, I think. Mm-hmm. It's, and, quite, it's quite easy to laugh at the kind of looked, He, he kind of looked like he was in pyjamas as well because <laughs> they were quite a, a tight-fitting old grey tracksuit. So, mm. that was good. I didn't mind him. Obviously, some of the Millwall fans, there was a bit of the usual bloody stuff going on with the Istanbul things, and but... I kind of think they're best ignored. Yeah, best ignored and it, and it makes them stop, doesn't it? Looking for a reaction to like naughty children. Some petty grievances and cheap shots have been um, have been mentioned as well if you want to address those to the court before we take a decision on the villain of the week. I mean, Phil Hay gets two nominations. Cheap shots? Because of off the back of his um, the interview we did with him where for no bird picture is yeah. to go back to that the tweet of old and also for admitting to not washing his PE kit in two years. Yeah. Says he bets his gym, bets his gym back smells like a blocked drain. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's, that's even a cheap shot or a petty grievance. That's 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 a legitimate it's grievance. Disgusting. Yeah, wash your towel, hey. Um, Jesse Marsh gets a nomination when we could have been passing the ball and shit for two years. That's Randy and Salford, which I think is fair enough. Nothing about him being a creep on uh, whatever the American <laughs> channel was, where he was doing sideline commentary from Milan versus Newcastle. Mm. We've got um, talking as if he as if he knows a thing about it. <laughs> Got some sexy talk. I've seen the sexy talk here on the bottom of the sheet. Guilt-ridden wife. Mm-hmm. Myself for having naughty dreams about Jamie Shack when I'm a married woman. Didn't realise you, your wife had been in such, Michael. I th- Jamie Shack's a, almost a weird player to to sexualise. I would say just not maybe just not my type. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's. I mean, he's he's a young, fertile man because we know that his that's true. His good lady is uh, currently with child. So um, yeah, um, you, can, you can dream about what you want, can't you? Not hurting anyone. Good. <laughs> Friendly dreams about Jamie Shack? No. No. Well, okay. I feel like we should just crack on now and uh, do, this, do this award. Yeah, to be fair, yeah, I heard his his voice on the is the podcast and mm. fell pregnant instantly. Uh. Yeah. Mm. Found myself with child. Um right then. House of Stokes just uh, Go on. to round House of Stokes has correctly cited Steve Morrison as a petty grievance. Um literally no reason. But there are <laughs> but it's correct to always bring up because there are lots of reasons. So, yes. Right. Super duper. Right. Should we um, award between Rowett and Ryan Leonard? Then it feels like, you know, as the two primary candidates, nobody else is coming close to those. I two. can settle this because we've got to shout each other now, haven't we? So, the, the clinching evidence is that if Ryan Leonard wanted to be taken seriously, he would 
uh, just change one letter of his name and be called Leopard. And he hasn't, so terrible. Yeah. Or Leotard. Could have gone with that. Yeah. If he wants to be taken seriously. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, you know, there's the musician, Ryan Adams, mm. who, of course, as soon as you say Ryan Adams, you think Brian Adams, don't you? Could have been Brian Leotard. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So you, you don't believe in Rowett anymore? No, it's fine. Although Give actually, you've him. got to decide. It's not us, us coming to a consensus. Is useless here. You've got to pick. Are you, are you both sticking with your original no point choices? You wearing the oh, well, unless no. you've given up. Going to give it to Leonard. Bang. Is that is the Blackburn guy getting it as well? And his mum. And his for, mom, uh, yeah. being like editing his Wikipedia page. Right. That stuff. We've got a Gitano Barada here of the week for the court to award uh, some formal commendations to hand out. Maybe a doff of the cap. Maybe we even put on the murder cap to. Pick somebody of, or sentence him to death <laughs> for Which, being great. For being bloody great. Yeah, that's right. Um, so these scores that came in from our TSP Plus members for Player of the Year, Farker is doing as well as any player. But Ampadu leads the way, doesn't he, for Player of the Year? What are the scores on the doors that we need to factor in for both the Millwall and Hull games? Then from our TSP Plus members, I've not put the whole game, whole results into the. Um, the spreadsheet. That's yeah. what I meant, yeah. The so the super, player of the they're, year. They're not yet in the supercomputer. Right, sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a Google sheet that works out averages and stuff. They're not in that because, you know, we normally get about three times as many and it was early this morning. So I'll wait for those to come in. But yeah. from uh, from Millwall, yeah. Perot was really good at Millwall and then a few days later everyone's decided he's shit, which was a shame. Um, Perot, Rooter and Ampadu were your top three there. Yeah. And, and only the subs actually scored relatively low. The rest of Everybody was seven or above. Good. Yeah, the defence all, right. all do, doing well as well. It's been a very long time since all the defence are getting good ratings. Normally there's at least one person who you're like, they've made a complete fuck up for something. But mm-hmm. uh, Ailing's highest score of the season at Millwall and I didn't go back and check but I dare say his highest score in a very long time. Right. Candidates for the uh, for the Hero of the Week then. Step up to the, the legal hockey please once again and put forward your case, Michael. Was it me? Yeah. All right. <laughs> have, you, have you not prepared all your case notes? Yeah. That's the sound of case notes. Case notes there. There you go. Um, I suppose I would have argued for, for Ruter, but then he missed that one-on-one, like Robbie Keane would have done, actually. Going back to the Robbie Keane chat from earlier, I, I seem to remember him just doing that time and time again, going through on goal and, uh, and then fluffing it. So probably Ampadu, just because he's really good in every single game and it makes me not miss Tyler Adams at all not only because Tyler Adams is a, is a horrible rat bastard but <laughs> just because I think actually Ampadu is doing the Tyler Adams stuff but also contributing more in, in your case notes have you got some witness statements there to back up your your p- position on this yes go on then £7 <laughs> <laughs> million pounds well train. spent £7 million says, pounds well spent will, said Sarah Will Train covers it enough by simply saying flames in the chat yep yeah fair <laughs> That's not what fire sounds like, but they do, they do that too on City Extra. Flames in the chat. They yep. seem to have gone now. I had a check on City Extra. Neither of the brothers have done a video in ages. If they even were brothers or they just called each other bro. I'm not even... <laughs> we were never yeah, quite sure, were we? Did we not start so. the show by saying you were the most gangster out of the three of us and you don't know street speak? Well, they, they kind of look like they could be brothers and they also look like they were in their childhood bedroom. Yeah, they, they behaved to each other like they were brothers when it was one of them always just agreeing with the Anyway, other. Moscow, save this. Who are you putting forward? Jorginho Ruter because his um, nickname is Wi-Fi. So that's good, isn't it? So four times now you've tried that? It'll catch on eventually. Um, Do a Cougars joke. It's better that um, he's come along now because technically, you know, you can get wired routers 
but sort of Ethernet, not really as good, is it? So that's all right. Ethernet and Purdue. Well, exactly. So it gets confusing because maybe the two of them together, we've got a wireless striker and a, a, a T100 connection. Is that what it is? An RJ T100, I think, I think I'm fairly sure that's one of the models of Terminator. We can plug an RJ45 cable into our midfielder and um, download some MP3s. Yes. So it's all good. Um, Rutter probably wouldn't know how to use Napster if you asked him. And I think that's to his credit because downloading music is theft. So he's never... He's <laughs> you never, wouldn't steal a car. No. He's never stolen an MP3. How do they know? And, mm, I'd steal a car. Um, no, I haven't. He only, Yeah, so when he's on TikTok, doing the TikTok, challenges that Matt has praised him for, he only uses like properly licensed music, which means, admittedly, it's a low rate, but a few pennies will go back to the recording artist. <laughs> that way. You wouldn't steam a whole iFollow stream. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. No, um, Matt also points out, that, and he's correct, that the when they... Um, they went to his Lynham farm, isn't it? Mm. Lynham Children's Farm that used to suffer from having Robin Cock as its uh, ambassador. Mm. But now that tyrant has left and other people get to go there. The children are happier. The animals are living better lives. And Jorginho Rutter in the, the footage of that, you, the, possibly the best part of it was Jamie Shackleton looking at him and realising that Jorginho Russell was having the best time anybody <laughs> could possibly be having. He was like, he was enjoying how much Ruter was enjoying it. And he was great against Millwall. His goal, took his goal really well and he basically set up the other two. Oh, Dan James. Did Dan James get the assist on the the middle one? He probably did. But just, it was just, set up well by... Just on the visual radio matter, it has been pointed out that it was on Sky on the red button yesterday. We tried... Didn't we? We tried to watch it via legitimate means, mm. but for and, and did, and and there and we succeeded. End of story. Which is the end. Yeah, but you kept for whatever. It's just nigh on impossible to get the sky red button if you're streaming it like on a phone or a, a laptop. It just doesn't work. You can't put it on a telly, can you? So you can't see it. So three of us gathered around a phone in here would have been ridiculous. So we listened to it on the radio instead, didn't we? Um, yeah. Tell it I, to I, the judge. I am the judge. Confessing to my own court, Lord Moylan. Um, it's got to be Ruta for me. I think Ampadu gets a formal commendation. That's, that's the Ruta, way. I'm... Ruta has an awful lot of fun. So, well, yeah, I mean, Am- like... Ampadu, what I'm saying is, cheer up, eh? Stop being so, why so serious? Mm. I know you do, I know you're playing really well every Stop being so efficient and good at your job. really well every single game, but where are the laughs? Yeah, fair point. Yeah. Um, do some funny faces. Brian's saying that Ruta is his hero because he gets joy from the joy he exudes, and it's all about, it's all about joy, isn't it? The joyful young man. Formal commendation goes for Farker as well. People enjoying that, misbehaving while bathing. Still all right, isn't he? And he did a good pre-Hull press conference, didn't he? Cracked out lots of sort of Bielsa-style stuff about how, there are, you know, every way of playing is fine, but you should think about what way of playing um, will entertain the fans as well as winning because the fans... And he, he uh, his jokes about Jamie Shackleton were almost as laboured as ours were, so I felt like he would even, if I was to play Jamie Shackleton in the goal, he would be catching the crosses, which is great because Jamie, he's not, he's not tall for the goalkeeper position, but he, if I did, if I placed, he'd, he'd probably anyhow be catching the ball. 
There is actually, I've just realised, there's someone on um, TikTok who does an impression of the stereotypical, their stereotypical German mother. And I've just now clicked that it's exactly Daniel Farker's voice. I cannot believe that you have got the heating on. We just... It is November, we must open the windows. <laughs> this is him. Some doffs to the captor, Ailing, Strout, Mer- sorry, I'm going to give them the proper names. Strooch, uh, Messalier, uh, R- Radon, and Donjams. Mm. Yeah, Radon was um, post-Millwall. Ah, yeah. I mean, he didn't do anything wrong against Hull, did he? didn't, really. And he played well against um, Hull, in fact. I'd not noticed before how fast he is mm-hmm. until he was being uh, left... <laughs> by his fullback quite often with a great deal to deal with like the one where he um, well actually there was two balls over the top that he's kind of leaned mm. caught up and leaned and the catching up was impressive and the leaning was a bit panicky because I did think I wonder if that's part of the reason why the referee sent him off because he was like I let him off two penalties which weren't um, but then he was like I'm not going to let him off Whatever he did, just a quick, not sure quick, what he did to Conley. Quick mention for Dan, who's originally from Bermondsey, who nominated uh, Rodon, by the way, being like a, a peak Kiznarbo describes him. I assume uh, he got Dan out of there. Chose, chose wisely, didn't they? What do you think of Rodon's reactions to getting sent off? Proper strop that, wasn't it? Mm. Like he'd been punched twice in the face. Yeah, and going, oh God, can't, God, can't believe you sent me off. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's, it's going to be Ruter, isn't it? Court's decision is there. Fine. Yeah. Which, uh, do, you, I, I, do you abide by that? I'm happy enough with it, yeah. really. Ampadu's going to have his, his chance because he's been excellent consistently so far. Like you say, he just he just needs to introduce the fun element to his uh, his game. He's yeah. very strong from, because he is also from Wales. This, and I've heard that the strong, the strong from Wales, he should be from Wales, so he's he's strong. It was one of Farker's other good, other good jokes, mm-hmm. wasn't it? I like it. It's your Exeter as well. You can Ampadu. Born and raised in Exeter. <laughs> Anyway. I suppose it's not far from Wales as the crow flies sort yeah. of up. Uh, plenty more to come then. We've got um, Phil before the weekend. We've got the Watford match ball and uh, member show coming out over the weekend. I think, I think that's the court dismissed, is it? Court, is that what they say? Court dismissed? Court. You're in charge. Court bloody dismissed. The Square Ball Podcast. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, head eyebrow and eyelid drooping and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.